2019. You really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos and fulfil your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any of your goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome aboard Radio Chaser on this Double Shot Tuesday. Andrew Hanson, Andrew Hanson, Charles Firth, Charles Firth and Dom Knight, Dom Knight with you. For some reason, we don't get to play Double Shot songs on our show, which is such a shame because it is the finest idea in all of radio, Andrew, isn't it? Oh, no, Dom, well, we're Single Shot Tuesday. We're at the forefront of Single Shot Tuesday, the revolutionary format. We always tell the same jokes twice. So <laughs> maybe, that's maybe that's what our Double <laughs> yeah. Shot is. Right, was that joke and, again? <laughs> we, I mean, I've always said we tell our jokes twice. So maybe that's the <laughs> there you go. That's, double that's shot. Why, that's why yeah. we're not allowed to do double shots. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't improve the second time around, does it? Oh, look, aren't we, aren't we lucky, though, to be a Sydney radio show? Aren't yes. we? Like, like this beautiful harbour city. I mean, it's full of tourist attractions, isn't it? Mm. Wonderful places. Taronga Zoo, Harbour yes. Bridge. Yes. You know, Sydney Opera House. What, yes. a, what a wonderful, exciting place to visit. And, and according to the government, Sydney is lucky enough to have a brand new tourist attraction. I didn't know about this. Did Ooh. you know? That at, at the new Western Sydney Airport, right, where they're about to build the new Western Sydney Airport, there's this little place they've built called the Western Sydney Airport Experience Centre. <laughs> and the government says this is a tourist attraction. It's going to attract tourists. Now, I mean, admittedly, there has been a little <laughs> bit of scepticism on the, on the part of some highfalutin members of the media who, who actually challenged the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, on this. Take a listen. Your media release says that you expect tourists will come here. Can you really expect that tourists will want to visit Sydney, go to the Opera House, Bondi Beach, Harbour Bridge and the Western Sydney Airport Experience? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Do you really think they will? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because it's a great facility that tells a wonderful story about Western Sydney. It predominantly is just government promotional videos being played over and over again. You think it's a tourist no, attraction? No. I, what I just saw was the history of Western Sydney. I'd encourage you to go and have a look at it. Would you? Do you feel encouraged, guys, to go well, and have a look at it? I don't get enough of massive holes in the ground with nothing going on except a bit of construction everywhere else in Sydney. So I only want to go to another building site in Western Sydney to watch some government videos that are also on YouTube. That sounds amazing. See, actually, I'm a fan of government videos. That, like, that's I go around the world looking for places with government videos. Yeah, you go to film that's festivals, you don't yeah. you? So. It's the first place you head if you go to Tokyo or Paris. <laughs> you, you, you just want to see the government videos uh, about their new new infrastructure projects. Yeah. Well, uh, now, not only, look, I don't know about the Experience Centre, but, but the airport itself does sound very enticing. Get ready to fly from the new Western Sydney Airport. It's got everything you love about Western Sydney in airport form. First, board one of our pimped-up aeroplanes with a spoiler and no muffler. Then taxi down the runway through a massive drive-through KFC. Zinger with triple meat, thanks, mate. Coming up, pilot. Before takeoff, every plane is required to do a massive donut on the tarmac. Woohoo! Every aircraft that lands here must follow strict Western Sydney procedure. As we approach Western Sydney, please stow your gym beam, raise your blind, lower your trousers, and do a pressed ham against the window. So check into Western Sydney Airport. You can't miss it. It's about a quarter the size of Penrith Panthers. Radio Chaser, Triple M. Guys, I've I've done a, a lot of horrible things mm. over the years. You have. You no. have. That's you know, true. I, I broke my elbow a few weeks ago. That was that was pretty horrible. Um, I've been through childbirth. 
Oh, to, I'm sorry to hear that, Charles. Put, put I didn't realise you did it that way. I had to put up with all the screaming from my wife. It was just oh. horrible. But, um, I mean, I even have to sit next to Dom at work. Yeah, no, I'm, that's, I'm, that's really bad. It's sad for me too. Just horrible. That's but OH&S issue. But none of it compares even slightly to the MRI I had to have on my hand this morning. How did now, that go? So an MRI, what's that? So MRI, this is some sort of hideous thing. What they do is they put you in this narrow, panic-sized cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of like one of those um, lockers in in those shows where a body's been murdered and it slides out. Yeah, isn't it like that isn't it? you sort of slide into yeah. this donut machine, but but slightly narrower. Yes, it probably right. is. So yeah. Just slightly too narrow for your body. And, and then what they do is they, for no reason that I can tell. Jolt you with sound waves to to sort of get right to the heart of your nervous system and make you panic even more. <laughs> it's just and and then oh no and then the other thing that they do is they say okay now you, what you got to do is you just sit in the most uncomfortable position we can possibly get you into, and you got to st- stay there for twenty minutes absolutely still. And if you move a muscle, we're going to have to start all over again. Yeah. Yeah, and then when yeah, they put it at you... 19 and a half minutes, yeah. isn't it? You have to well, start no. over. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, exactly. 19 and a half mm. minutes, you still have to start over. Yeah. I was in there. They said that I was in there for 20 minutes. I counted four hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, hearing this story, this moving story, Charles, it mm. really makes me feel that it's their fault that you drank too much and came off the front of the bike while answering <laughs> your phone. I, I think yeah. the MRI technicians are to blame for that one. No, I, what I'm saying is I think that they need to make MRIs better. Don't you think, like, right. if you've had an MRI, you just go, mm. but, and I think I've got the way to do it. Mm. I think what well, we do well. is we legalise heroin. Right. <laughs> simple. Right. I love Charles' simple uh, solution. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything right. else, either that or, actually, I'll tell you what it is. I think it is that we just ban <laughs> MRIs from Australia forever. <laughs> I, I call upon the federal government to, from this day forward, Ban MRI machines effective immediately. I would be That's very happy. Cause. Next time you have an MRI, I will come with you and I will inject heroin into your body before you go in and I will make sure I give you enough that you never come out again. I've accidentally set up my own religion. Oh, well, it's actually Charles. our own religion. It's called, it's, we've got a name for it. Uh, now, but it, the government's bringing in these new religious freedom laws. Have you heard about this? Where mm. um, they want to protect people who say really offensive things about minorities from being allowed to say them mm. um, because they're religious. Oh, so, so good for Israel for that. He can just shout at anyone now. Yeah, say anything he likes. Yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, it's long overdue. I mean, I, I just sort of think that p- poor people who are minorities that have been picked on their whole life, um, you know, they just. They should be. There should be more bullying towards them. I've always yeah, said that. All the people in the mm. church who haven't been able to speak out and call people sinners, yeah. and they just never say that, do yeah, they? That's right, exactly. Anyway, point is, if the laws are specifically designed to allow you to say offensive things, then the chaser wants in on this, don't we? Yeah, we we want to be pr- protected, of course, uh, for saying whatever we want anything, about anyone, anything at all. Um, and so we've launched a church. Here's the first promo. <laughs> The government has a new law that lets you say anything about anyone, no matter how offensive. Cool. But only if you're in a religion. Oh, 
which is why we're setting up our very own religion, introducing the Church of Chaser. Sign up all this week and you can say anything you like about ScoMo under the full protection of his own stupid law. You know what? ScoMo is a smug, self-serving dickwad who can't even control his bowels when he visits family restaurants. That's offensive. No, it's just my sincere religious belief. Offensive comment protected. It's our loop-holiest idea yet. Hi, I'm Pope Charles I of Rudy Hill, and people said I would never be able to set up a whole religion, and now I have. It's a miracle. So head to the Chaser website and sign up to the Church of Chaser today. Who knows, if we become a fully-fledged religion, we might even be able to stop paying tax. Radio Chaser on Triple M. Uh, You've probably seen in the news today, Rove has been axed. Some might have thought that a a guy who won three gold Logies for ten might have gotten more than two shows. But no. And uh, the thing is, I think it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. I think it's, you know, they said uh, rated because there's low ratings, right? Like it was axed because there's low ratings. Mm. You know, I I think it's, I think actually it's a disgrace that, you know, Australians did not support comedy in this country and watch it. I think anyone Mm. who didn't watch it should be ashamed of themselves. Charles, did you watch the show? No, I, I didn't. I was watching Netflix. But, yeah. Um, no. Un-Australian of you, Charles. Very un-Australian. I but, liked the show. I thought it was a good show. You know, should have had longer. You're one of the special people who actually watched it. I can't say that. I, but Saturday night's a terrible time for, for live comedy. I mean, even Hey Hey, Saturday came back mm. on a Wednesday. But here's the thing. Ten's mm. got to go back and, to the... And also, it wasn't a comedy. <laughs> so there is yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but look, Ten needs some new ideas, right? They've, they did the pilot mm. week. Even Charles got a show up for that. And, mm. uh, you know, and <laughs> yeah, thank now, God that, that wouldn't have lasted two episodes. That would have been pulled off air after three minutes. Although that had gone to Sam Dastyari has been on TV a lot lately. Anyway, um, so they need some new ideas. And we want to go to you, mm. one Three five three. We want your idea for a new show because, frankly, just bringing back the same mm. old people, the same old reality formats, this isn't going to work anymore. We need something genuinely new that's never Let, been done before. Something let, different. Let's help out Channel Ten for yep, once. Absolutely, yeah. Channel Ten. We'll put them. Uh, we'll put your ideas straight to uh, Channel Ten's executives, and if the, if there's a good one, we'll give you as much as one percent of the money we make from it. I've got an idea, Dom. Yep. I think you know how the only two shows on television now are cooking shows and renovating shows. Yeah. Why mm. don't we just combine them. Mm. And what you do yeah. is you have to create a cook a dish while renovating your home. That's brilliant. Like, at the same time. That sounds it, amazing. And actually, based on that, what if we renovated Channel 10's lineup? I mean, that would be an amazing reality show. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great show. You know what I want to see is like, like you know those biopic shows that we've had? Like, you know, there was the, the one about Ita Buttrose. Oh, yeah, and, and one, Molly. The one about and... Kerry Packer. And, mm. Yeah, Molly had one. You know, those biopic miniseries. I think we need about legendary Australian figures. Yep. I mm. think we need one about Salim Mahaja. <laughs> that would bring Australian comedy back in that, full force. That would be very good. One triple three five three. Your idea for Australian TV, and frankly, um, at the moment the board is empty, which mm. just goes to show the sad state of Australian TV. I've got an idea um, where people watch Gogglebox. I think that would be really good. ordinary people watching Gogglebox. Oh, so you get the reactions of yeah. the. So, like, goggle, goggle box. Yeah. 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 Be yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> that is great. I've actually, I've got one last one before we go mm. to the phones, which is, you know George R. R. Martin's best-selling book, A Song of Ice and Fire? <laughs> yes. We should turn that into, like, a, an epic sci-fi TV series. Oh, imagine if somebody that, that would be great? And imagine if somebody mm. that didn't bugger up the last season. <laughs> one, triple, three, five, three, your idea for a new show. Uh, let's go to Greg in Goulburn. Greg, what uh, what new show do we need? I reckon you need the renovation in the kitchen with the cooking 
but be with my prospective brides or husbands, like a bachelorette or bachelor oh, yes. cooking and renovating all in one go. That sort of knocks a few birds over with the one stone. I do like that because then there'd be a sort of romantic spark as well. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and if they could cook, well, you know, there's got to be half a chance, haven't yeah. they? And if they could also deliver the news of the night, that would also add an extra layer. <laughs> yeah, from a disaster <laughs> zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bit of a little cyclone. No need for any other shows yeah. for the rest of the day. You can just watch that one yeah. and get all your entertainment needs in the one show. A finance report just shoved in there. That'd be great. Uh, nice one, Greg. You're thinking we've got another Greg here. What if we had a TV show with all the Gregs? That'd be great. Greg is on the line. Greg, your idea. The other Greg. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I've got a great idea for a show. You, you know how you've got the uh, you got the block where they renovate houses. Mm. Yep. Yeah, uh, I've got a show where you renovate cars. Oh, you could call it up on the block. Nice. Yeah. Instead of the block, you could call it the garage. <laughs> you, you could <laughs> also call it that. Yep. Yep. Or you could call it if it was just shitty cars. It could be called the bomb. Beat the exactly, bomb. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? If it works out. I want a million dollars because I think it's a good idea. You're a million dollars? A million dollars. <laughs> it depends. Mate, I want a million dollars because, uh, you know, I have a lot of ideas, but I never give them out, and this is one I'm giving out. Okay, well, Greg, um, stay on the line, and we'll, we'll get your details, and uh, I'll get that check across to you um, can um, I just as soon as it's a success. He's joking because we were told that if Charles says things like that, we have to actually do them. So were you joking? Anyway, um, what, about, what about a TV show where Greg just pitches ideas to networks and is given a million dollars? I'd love to see that. Robert from Camden is up next. Robert, your idea for Channel 10. Yeah, the Real Housewives of Minto. Minto? Oh, yes! <laughs> that, that's actual real Real Housewives for once, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Better yeah. the other rubbish. All right, very nice. Uh, Minto up on the big screen, very good. Uh, Dino's on the line. Dino, your idea for Channel 10, what show do they need? Oh, I reckon they should have a, um, a, a tradie show. Yep. Spark is one week, plumbers the next week, chippies the next week. I reckon... I reckon what, what you'd do is you'd, you'd challenge them to a challenge and it'd be like tradies versus sparkies. <gasps> like it's a knockout. Yeah. And they could play for a contract or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or yeah. no, they'd have to do it themselves, but one week they'd be incredibly unqualified for it. So it'd be like, you've got to rewire this house, but you don't have any, you're not a sparky. <laughs> oh, for a tip, yeah, well, there you go. That's, that's another idea. Oh, so many ideas. It's an amazing idea. The only problem is the show would have to be on at like 6.30am on the dot. You'd have to wake <laughs> up true. with the band yeah, loud, knock on the door it. and watch the show. No, no, what it would, they'd, they'd advertise it at 6.30am and it'd turn up at 2pm. <laughs> Our listeners have so many ideas for new shows. Channel 10 is going to be number one in the ratings. I'm going to call it right now. One triple three five three. You got an idea? Are you loving this, Charles? I'm loving this. Th- these are genuinely good ideas for shows, and a few really bad ones. <laughs> yes, many of them are better than anything we ever did. Uh, Steve from Narrabeen, what's your idea for a TV show? We got to save Channel 10. Yeah, this is a new B and B show. It's called The Northern Beaches, as in B I C a beach. B-I-C. Oh, yeah, and uh, Bogan. Oh, it's just so it's just entirely set on the northern beaches, mm. yeah, but it's beaches and bogans and bogans. Well, because home and away is from the northern beaches, and there are practically no bogans on that show. Mm. It's a huge problem. Very unrealistic. Yeah, I totally. Say, unrealistic. Yeah. Okay, there we go. More yeah. bogans on TV. I didn't think you could fit more, but good to hear. Uh, Michael from Kensington, your idea for a new show. What, what are we going to do? 
I think Recovery Island, where you take, you know, all the bad junkies and ice addicts and alcoholics and you put them on an island and, you know, see who can stay clean the longest and who survives. I love it. And and once a week, you'd have a little... You have to go past the Channel 10 executive wing to cast it. Oh! But, and once a week, you'd have a little baggie drop. You'd tell them somewhere on the island there's a little baggie and just watch them. Yeah, I think it'd quickly turn into the Hunger Games. You're a dreamer, Michael. I like it. Big vision there. Let's go to Peter. Peter, your idea for a TV show. Mate, I reckon you should um, have to swap jobs with your partner for a week. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, job swap. Except, would, yep. wouldn't that provoke a whole lot of empathy for your partner? <laughs> well, that, that'll be the thing. You'd finish it with one of those touching packages that they do on these sorts of, the, you know, with the uplifting music, you know. Mm. Like, Charles has learned to appreciate Amanda's... Yeah. My, my, um, my wife is a surgeon. Um, <laughs> would that be a problem? Well. Yeah. Hey, Peter, what does your partner do? What, what would you be swapping into and from? What, what's your job and what's your partner's job? I'm a Sparky and she's a teacher, so I'd, I'd like to um, educate the uh, future generations of electricians about what the real world is like and it's not like school. Yeah, and what about a building rewired by your wife? <laughs> How soft would that be? Oh, you know, she can have a go. <laughs> she can have a go. There you go. Uh, finally here, Roly, ideas for TV shows. What's yours? Yeah, how you going, mate? It's called Kick His Ass to the Curb. Mm. What, we, what we do, right, is we get, like, pick a good politician, really honest bloke, like ScoMo, mm-hmm. right, and we'll get maybe a lawyer, a doctor, maybe a sprinkler fitter, and then what we do is we get the cameras to follow them around for a week and see who's a good bloke or not, right, then we get the public to vote on them, and then whoever we hate the most, we kick his ass to the curb, we strip him from his wallet, we strip him of everything, and he's got to leave home once for a week. I own the rights to this show, if you're interested, your name's Rowling. Bro, you, know, you can get the details through Triple M. That is a very good idea, except that I do feel like that's just what Channel 10 did to Rove, the poor bloke. Now, just, uh, guys, want to nut out uh, this wonderful story in the news today. The guy, you know, if you, if you think Sydney housing's a bit expensive, you'd be concerned about it, well, one guy decided to solve this, apparently, by building himself a cave in the basement of a great big apartment complex in Piermont. Brilliant. So, so he's right near the city. He, he, apparently, he's, according to the news, he's used rainwater tanks to construct a living space with a bedroom, kitchenette, laundry, and bathroom. At the bottom at, of someone's big apartment block. At, How at did the bottom get of a giant thing. Well, see, what's especially unusual about this behaviour, Dommy, is that this guy is the strata manager of the building. <laughs> so, that, so he's built this thing. Now, the, 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 he's filled this cave also. He's filled it up with stuff that he's allegedly stolen from the storage units in the car park. There's a photo of it. It's full of stuff. The newspaper describes it as an Aladdin's cave. Uh, so, I, you know, I guess this guy's just, just a diamond in the rough, really. <laughs> and uh, instead of magic lamps, his cave is full of magic stolen TVs. I tell you, if I had a building manager who would come and steal things from my basement, I yeah. would love him forever. That's the best thing. I would need someone to clean up for. Yeah, yeah. Most, yeah all, most get rid of all the clutter. All yes. the rubbish. Well, this guy's totally, yeah, he's, took, he's taken the lot from the look of this. He's the Ooh. Marie Kondo of Ultimo. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my old building, we had um like a, <clears throat> the basement was full of storage cages and you didn't have any swipe to get down there. So if, uh, all these people, backpackers, started living in there and putting mattresses down there. And we should have just made one of them the building manager. It would have saved on so much money. Well, especially because they were, this was one of the things is that um, 
you know, some of the residents were quite glad because they said he was always there. So they thought he was really, it was great. Whereas others were a little concerned about his, quote, 24-7 presence. <laughs> but because the reason being that he was living in the car park. But now on top of this, though, what's interesting is allegedly this, this Aladdin guy hacked into the computer database so he could watch CCTV of all the residents in the building as mm. well from the basement. Mm. Now, look, I've got, I've got to side with him. I, I Maybe he just... He might have just wanted to keep an eye on Princess Jasmine to, to make sure she was safe. I don't know. There's a photo of him posing in a, <laughs> a wonderful photo of him posing in a Macca's car park. This guy. So he did get out of the house occasionally. So, so occasionally he went out to visit Macca's. I guess instead of the marketplaces of Agrabah, he, he <laughs> hung out in the Macca's <laughs> car park. And he's posing with this vintage metallic purple Pontiac car, mm. which, which I guess is his magic carpet, really. I mean, he's becoming more and more like Aladdin the more I see him. He's also got no shirt like Aladdin. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he's doing an up yours to camera, although I don't remember that happening in the Disney film. Yeah, and also he's, uh, he's been considered a criminal, uh, allegedly, by the well, government. Well, that's right. He's wanted by the locals. So <laughs> he's, he's really him. just an Aladdin figure. Uh, most dodgy of all, though, this guy's version of Aladdin has Will Smith playing the genie. Cat's pajamas or... Yes, uh, Charles and Andrew. Now, now, look, when you travel, you these days you always look at Airbnb and you try and see if there's somewhere that looks like it's all, not too bad but but cheap. You know, we always want to save money when you're traveling these mm. days, uh, particularly somewhere like New York, which is really expensive to visit. Uh, and uh, one woman um, was very excited. She got a $59 Airbnb in New York. Uh, it turned out what it actually was, not, no exaggerating, was a single mattress shoved into the bottom of a, of a cupboard. <laughs> the pictures, right. it's actually... Harry Potter style. Very much so. Sort of... um, but it, with even less space than, than Harry had, I think. Um, she had to, somewhere to hang her clothes, but she didn't have a PowerPoint or anything like was that. It, was it bigger or smaller than an MRI machine? <laughs> oh, Charles, you're still <laughs> going about that. So what do you think? It was cheap, though. That's the thing. I mean, yes, okay, it was, it was terrible, but 59 bucks. Yeah, I think that that's very good value. And, you know, look, I've got a family of four. <laughs> I reckon that would be big enough, wouldn't it? I mean, well, yeah, it just depends on the. Yeah, you put the kids down the back, and and my wife and I would just stand. <laughs> yeah, I guess Could so. you stand? I can can you stand that. up? Almost. I you think. can almost, almost there you go. crouch. You can yeah. cr- you can have a crouching holiday. Mm. Oh, look, if that's all you want, I mean, this this could be a new hotel concept. I can see this. Maybe the new Ibis. You know, they've got mm. the Ibis budget and the Ibis styles. Now there could be the Ibis cupboard. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, in some ways, it, it's a destination hotel, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. a concept. It's boutique. It's a boutique hotel. Mm. Admittedly, it's bigger than a capsule hotel in Japan. All right. Um, now, also, I love this one. Freddie Mercury has appeared in somebody's pork chop. You know. <laughs> There's like the ah, the patterns yeah. that they've grilled on it. They is. reckon it's Freddie Mercury. Would you be excited <laughs> if you just grilled a nice chop and you saw Freddie? I, I would be extremely excited if I saw Freddie Mercury in my chop. But I have seen the photo <laughs> in this story, and there is no Freddie Mercury in this chop. This is just a this is just a chop. It, <laughs> oh, come on! You got to believe. I think it. I think it looks very much like like Freddie today. Like, like the way Freddie would currently look. Yellow <laughs> <laughs> um, card. I've been waiting for, for Freddie, Freddie to show up in a pork chop for, for yeah. years myself. I think he, he enjoyed a good pork chop himself, didn't he? Well, I think so. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's going to make for a very short sequel to that, that uh, biopic about him. Uh, and finally, uh, very briefly, uh, the woman uh, has a known plate. 
pee before we go to tell her kids to make sure they pee. Uh, they say she can't have it because it's filthy. Yes or no? Oh, well, it's it's better than BJ before we go. <laughs> that, that could be a worse number plate is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. The show's not getting any more classy as we get nearer to Kennedy Beloy, are we? Let's actually just pull up the stumps there. I think Andrew's said all that needs to be said. Uh, yes, we'll catch you tomorrow from 3 right here on 104.9 Sydney's Triple M. See ya. Radio Chaser on Triple M.